from the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday. We just played you some Kevin Warren from Peter King's podcast. We'll talk some baseball here shortly with the Cubs and Sox playing. Something I loved that I heard from Kevin Warren there. He said this is a a basically a 50-year decision. And too often in this town, decisions to build the stadium were made abruptly, like quickly, because they... They wanted to get things done. The last Soldier Field decision was made because they just wanted to finally build a new stadium along the lakefront. And they were so excited that they finally got approval. They didn't have the vision to ever think, well, wait a minute. We're only building a stadium that's 61,500. Wait a minute. We're only building a stadium that has X amount of tailgate seats. Well, wait a minute. We're only building a stadium with this many bathrooms? Well, wait a minute. We're only building a stadium with this many? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. th- that, there was no vision. And then ultimately, like 10 years later, it opened in 2003. 10 years later, the, the city's going for the Olympics, the same city that owns Soldier Field. And they're going for the Olympics. And while they're going for the Olympics, they're like, yeah, by the way, our, our, our stadium on the lakefront isn't big enough to hold opening ceremonies because we didn't have the vision to think about this. We were too concerned that the columns had to be standing and we just wanted to build a structure within the columns. I was giving an education on some of the younger people with our broadcast crew who was sitting. I, I, maybe it was even Dion. It, like Dion wasn't in the city when we got when the stadium was built, and I was showing her Soldier, like, because she said to me exactly what Kevin Warren said. Dion said, "Sylvie, this place is a postcard. I just can't imagine ever leaving this place or going and building a stadium anywhere." And I go, "Dion, if you want a postcard, you 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 go to a store and you buy a postcard. Like postcards." That's all it's good for. You need it's good visual. Yeah, you you need workable. You need a workable stadium solution. You need workable bathrooms. You need workable concessions. You need enough parking spots. You need access roads to get in and to get out. You don't have enough pedestrian walkways. You don't have enough space for Ubers. You don't have anything that you need in 2023. It's like I talked told Carmen about. You know, Wrigley evolving. You got to evolve here. There's only access. Lakeshore Drive only goes north and south. The lake is to the east. You can't move your car to the east. The railroad tracks are to the west. The only two places you can get out of the parking lot at Soldier are to the east and to the west. Like in today's world where there's more traffic than ever, it does not work in any way you slice it. So what I liked was. Kevin Warren said, the decision that we make, the reason we've got to, why I'm, I'm putting a 12-month timeline on this is when we make the decision, we've got to live with this decision for 12 months. Let's think about what the White Sox did. The White Sox were up against this clock where Reinsdorf threatened to move them to Tampa. 
So the Illinois legislature had to move with a midnight deadline at one point to save the White Sox from moving. So they approved the stadium in the neighborhood, the same stadium as Old Comiskey. They built it all wrong. It didn't face it didn't face uh, the it didn't face the building. So you got the skyline. Think about how many years after they opened up New Comiskey Park did they have to cut off the upper deck? The new the upper deck was too steep. They had to physically cut off the last eight rows of the upper deck because no one wanted to sit up there because it was too steep. And how how long after they built it did they do that? 15 years? 20 years? When when they open up the new Soldier Field or whatever whatever it's going to be called, when they open up the new place the Bears play, they have got to open up the most state-of-the-art, most beautiful building that will be functionable, functional for the next 50 years and won't need a renovation after 20. And that's what I loved hearing from Kevin Warren. How does Mark Silverman Stadium sound to you? No. Will you name it that? No. Uh-uh. No. Uh, look, I, I initially, I, I, was, I was hanging on to the, it's going to be an elegant facility and fan-friendly. That's what I wanted to start with. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree. And it, it led me back to, I was, I, I mean, not just, I, I knew the history of the Soldier Field renovation, but the Georgia Dome, I think that was only in, in, in play for 25 years. I think it was built in 92, if I'm following this correct. And they stopped playing there in 2007. What about the, t- the Tennessee Stadium when they open that? Yeah, and that one is, that's going to be an even shorter period of time. I don't know exactly when, but they're in the process of building a new one. Look, this is what I've said all along. I don't care if it's on the lakefront, it's in Arlington Heights. It can be anywhere you want it to be. I just want it to provide all of the amenities that Bears fans deserve. And for the reasons you mentioned about the accessibility sucks, the facility stinks comparatively to other stadiums for fan experience. There's a lot of things that are against it, that that, that work against it. So I think the skyline is beautiful. If you can build me a facility that you can get in and out of, and it's got all the creature comforts that all of the other NFL fans in, in, in across the country have and all of the other amenities, and you create paradise. If you do it somewhere in the city, great. I just want them to do something that is 2023 and beyond, mm-hmm. you, you know, something that is in st- stepping into the new world of NFL stadiums. And I think with Kevin Warren, you'll get that. So, look, I'm not going to be impatient. I, I mean, it's going to take some time. I would still put my money on Arlington Heights, but maybe the odds are going down on that. I don't care where it's at. I just want it to be a facility that everyone will be not just proud of, but something that you go to and say, this is awesome. Right. Right. Like, that's all I want. Right. Like the, the, I have been behind Arlington Heights because I think it could be awesome. If you show me that plot of land on the south side that I'm people in. have been talking about, uh, where, where, uh, on the lakefront over there and you could get in and out of that, in. sign me up. Totally. Sign, sign me up. I, wherever it may be, I did a poll question, by the way. We've had over 500 votes in, like, few minutes. Um, and it's like an ongoing kind of check-in with Bears fans based on the Kevin, the new sound that we got from Kevin Warren, where he is now, like, Kevin Warren has, and, and he even admitted, he's sort of given it a new set of eyes from what Ted and George were doing. 
and now with the, the tax situation, and they're going to get what they want in Arlington Heights or they're not going to do it there, is basically what they're saying. That, yes, they own it. Yes, they're demolishing it. But if they don't get what they want, they will go back to the city. We've heard Naperville. It sounds like maybe it's Arlington Heights or, or it's going city. back back to the city. And um, and maybe some of the issues they've had with Mayor Lightfoot and, and some of the other people in place, that that's been sort of rectified now with, with Kevin Warren and the new mayor. So I asked, where do you believe the Bears will build their new dome stadium? Today's poll question brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. I gave you Arlington Heights, Chicago, or other. So if you still want to go with one of those other uh, suburbs or anybody else, go ahead. Um, People still believe because of the land ownership and because they're demolishing Arlington Heights and because they flirted with Arlington Heights for so many decades, the Hallis family, 80.5% still going with Arlington Heights, Um, 14.5% going with the city, 5% somehow, some way going with other. I voted Arlington Heights. And, and again, I think the odds are probably coming down on that as as I, I think it was probably 98 or 99 percent more likely back in the day. And by that, I mean several months ago. But I still believe it'll happen there. I just want to I, I, I want a grand fan friendly stadium that is easy to get in and out of and that can host other events, not just football games. You do that wherever it is that I mean, I'd be more apt to go to that building. Whether it's in Arlington Heights, it's in North Chicago, it's in in Chicago, it's in Schaumburg, wherever it is, wherever it is, just do it right. Do you think they? Do you think there's something to Arlington Heights too that it's closer to their facility, so it's, it's so they could practice on once a week at their own stadium? Is there something to that? I don't know. I mean, like. It's still, I, I mean, it's probably half the commute, half the time. It's still, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a ride to go from Hallis Hall to Arlington Heights. What is it, 20, 20 minutes? Probably a half hour. Yeah, I mean, when you're putting everyone in the bus and you're, you're hauling everyone over there, it's probably a half hour drive. Um, I, I don't know. I think it just, as you said, it, it's something that, that has been on the mind of the McCaskey family over the years. And it just feels right. The plot of land feels like it could house not just the stadium, but all the other ancillary stuff to create this paradise environment that I and everybody else is hoping for, that I'm hoping for. Right. So I I don't know if proximity to their workout, where they work out now, is is part of the equation. But um, I just don't know that they ever even did, did they ever investigate property South of Soldier Field. I, I don't know. I have no I, idea I, I, what like, the, the story was. I, I just feel like they now have finally the leader to do it. They didn't have the leader to do any of these no doubt. big business decisions. This is the guy that during COVID was, you know, realigning the Big Ten. You know, there, there are some people who are, who are critical over some Kevin Warren decisions in the Big Ten. But critical or not, he was still making big decisions for the Big Ten in one of the most topsy-turvy times in all of college sports. The guy knows how to make decisions. The guy has done it. The guy's built a stadium before in Minnesota. I feel more comfortable that that he's in charge as they find themselves in a quote-unquote impasse right now. I would feel less confident if somebody else, previous regime, was in charge. Because he's done this. He's done this recently. So, like, look, I'm not getting impatient as a fan at all. Well, it's kind of like when a guy who hires a bad manager 
gets to hire another manager and another manager and another manager. Do you have any faith that that guy's going to hire the next manager and he's going to be good? So the last guy, not only is it this guy who's now building the stadium that you have more confidence in, but the last guy who was in charge, who was going to lead the stadium renovation, was the one who led the Soldier Field renovation. Yeah. And that wasn't a good look, one. Look, as you mentioned earlier, they, they got hasty in how they did things. So I, I'm not... They I'm were gonna, just happy to get something done, is all they were happy about. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry. Just do it right. That's all I care about. Five years from now, I want to be able to walk into the building and look at it and, and say kind of what I said when I walked into the Raiders' new facility. Not kind of. Don't shortchange yourself. Well, I'd like for it to be even better than what the yeah, Raiders right. have. But but walked into that building and, and was mesmerized by everything from the width of the walkways to the ability to walk in and out of the stadium at your, you know, whenever you wanted to, to the number of different beverage and food uh, spots, to the the number of bathrooms, to all of it. All of it was just eye-popping, and because we're not used to it, I think it was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. You sh- It shouldn't be mind-blowing that you should be able to go to the bathroom or go get a beer and not miss the next set of downs. Yes. You should be able to leave your seat and grab a beer Without, like, at a commercial break and not stand in line and miss six minutes of the game clock. That shouldn't happen. It doesn't happen at every stadium. We're used to it here. That shouldn't be your game day experience when you go to a new stadium if it's done right. And that's why I'm patient as a Bears fan. Just find the right spot, build it correctly, and make it a facility that not only you're proud of as a Bears fan, but it's multi-purpose and you can do a number of different things at it. And I'll drive to it regardless right. of where it's at. Danny said, Danny said at Soldier he was shocked how long it took him to get out of there uh, on a preseason I'm, yeah, game. I'm not shocked. And, and, and like, it, it shouldn't, like, look, 80,000 people is a lot of people, no matter, I'm not Soldier, this Soldier, but wherever you build a new stadium, 75,000, it's a lot of people. It's going to take some time, but it shouldn't take the rest of your afternoon to get home. No. I think that's why when you, when what Waddle said, it seems most practical that you end up in Arlington Heights because, listen, as a season, a longtime season ticket holder for the Bears, I would love for them to stay in the city if they could make some actual changes to the infrastructure. But I'm also realistic, and I don't know where that infusion of cash is going to come from, where you're going to, as we just heard, turn it into a dome, and then also have all the other ancillary you know, luxuries that you would want for a new stadium. It seems impractical. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Jordan and Maravelle. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jordan? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, I, I was just thinking about this. Um, as far as economic, I'm sure they probably punched, you know, about crunched the numbers. Isn't it? Would it be behoove the Bears to stay in Chicago proper if they could? Wouldn't 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 the stadium make more money in the long run when it comes to events and um, you know just being in Chicago than it would be in Arlington Heights? You know, I was I was just thinking about that if this if it's in if it's in actual Chicago instead of in the suburbs. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if if you're having big events, I, people will come to the facility, whether it's in downtown Chicago or it's in Arlington Heights. If it's the final four, I don't think it's more likely that you'll fill the building in. Maybe maybe you're right. But I think that for big, big events, I don't people, think it matter yeah. where it's at. But okay, yeah, I, was just, I was just thinking about that because, you know, when it, people say, OK, well, if it's in Chicago, it's, the, you know, 
different than it, it, when it's in the suburbs. So I'm just thinking about that. I'm sure they, you know, they got people that's smarter than me that's crunching the numbers and projecting out. But uh, it was just something that I found interesting. I think it's funny too. Is like, look, I have like when 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 they made the decision to buy Arlington Racecourse, I was extremely excited because to me it just signaled that they were moving in the right direction. They were moving out of the stone ages of the NFL in the way that they were thinking. So I got excited about them buying that facility and building the stadium. Look, if they switch gears and go in a different direction and build this grand palace somewhere else, I'm totally cool with yeah, it. Right. Just make it so that nobody has to say, wow, you know, that was impossible to get out of there today. Because right. it's that's, just like... That's why I want studies to be done, time to be taken. I don't want to go to the first few games and say, oh boy, this is just as bad. Yeah, and, and some people may say, like, that is, I think in, my, in some ways, Michael Wilbon, our good friend, you know, isn't bothered by the you know, how difficult it is for him to get out of there and yeah. move on. I think that when you are factoring in what you're asking people to pay for a family of four to watch a football game or a concert or anything else, you should check every box when it comes to the fans' amenities and all of the access and the availability to get out of that place in a timely fashion. Well, and I also think that's why when you build an entertainment district, too, it will be easier to disperse because more people will yes. stay. There, it, it won't be so, we're only here for the game and everyone leaves all at once. Like, it's, it's, it's a cool vibe that it's more of a full day for everybody. I think there's something cool about that. It's, it's an amusement park for football fans. And I think David in L.A. wants to talk about that. David, you're on Guys. ESPN 1000. What's David. up? Guys, I'm so glad to talk to you. I listen to your show every day in Los Angeles. You get me through some good times and bad times, man. You guys are doing a great job. Hopefully better um, times yeah. and the bad times. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I just I make movies here in L.A. And I, I called you oh. when the Oscar thing happened. Remember? I was telling you when, when Will Smith got smacked that guy. Yeah, like that's right. Chris Rock. Yeah, and either way. So the long story short, I did a job at SoFi. And what's crazy, I just want to describe SoFi and how I think they should do it, right? And Sylvia, I completely agree with you. But, like, so you walk in, and the street level is the nosebleeds. Like, you go in, you give your ticket to the ticket person. They, you know, they let you in. And those are the – it's like the stadium is, like, down, like, 100 – not 100 feet, but, like, like really low. And so it's like, oh, okay. And there's, like, regular bars and stuff. Then you go down to the second level when you have a little more expensive tickets, right? Then they have a full tequila bar. It's just tequila. Ooh. Like, you're drinking just tequila. I'm in for and that. Then, That's where I'm sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, then if you go down one level lower, then they have a full – it's a full whiskey bar. And that's, that's where, where Defalco would be. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Carm's down there. Then when it's the, the, um, what, the field level, that's where scotch. they have – That's where scotch it, can be consumed. Yeah, exactly, right? That's, that's where you are. But, but, but also they stay open two and a half hours after the game is over. The field level does. So people can just party for two and a half hours. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, well, and then across the street. I mean, we're talking across the street. It's there's a, there's a huge uh, music venue. It's like where Beyonce is going to play. It's like they have they figured it out. And I think that Chicago can do that. We deserve that as a city to have that in our in our lexicon, right? Well, and 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 David, you know this. The thing that's similar, not, I'm not saying they're going to build an open-air stadium or like the, the way the cutouts are on each end zone in, LA, right. in Chicago like they did in L.A., 
But the similarities to the Arlington Heights project and what they did at SoFi was they were both built, they would both be built on former horse tracks where, where the land size is similar, right? That's the old That's Hollywood right. Park. That's right. That's right. That's right. And they, and they say that, like, because it's, it's, it's in Inglewood, right? But they say it's like, oh, it's a suburb. It's not. It's part of the city. But getting in and out is not a hassle, and you don't want to leave because you have options. I feel like when I leave Soldier Field, I'm like, I'm in that tunnel, right? And I'm like, okay, claustrophobia is kicking in. I'm like, oh god, I feel like Cap all of a sudden. I'm like, I, ah, I can't do it. I, I can't even get in an elevator. It's not for me either. Oh uh, yeah. So anyway, guys, just uh, thanks for taking the call. It's great. To, it's great. Great to talk to you guys, and I just love the show. Are you on, are you on strike right now? I am. We are striking. I, I can do I can do voiceover work and commercials, but I can't do any TV. I can't do any press. I booked a huge TV show. You guys, you, I want I want to make our city so proud of me. And I and it's Shonda Rhyme. It's a whole thing. It's a, it's very all highfalutin. And then the strike happened, and it just stopped. Ugh. And then it's heartbreaking. And so I'm. I'm it's kind of like the pandemic all over again. It feels like because I'm just at home. I'm here. I'm like, what can I do? When, I'm like, when, I'm just, when the strike ends, can you let us know about that? I will call in. Absolutely. I mean, it's it, everybody's saying here. Everyone says something different. So I don't. Nobody knows. You know, people say October. October. Yeah. I'm out of work till October. October. Yeah. It's that's like, it. no, but 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 Hollywood. It's 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 beautiful here. It's hot as hell. Um, you know, it's you know, you go to the beach and you know, there's lots, lots of views. You know, so that's, <laughs> we that's know, nice, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but well, beyond that, you. but beyond that, man, we're I'll with stay you. in touch. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. All right, buddy. There I, you go. I need Thanks, a scotch guys. level for the new Bear Stadium. <laughs> if they do that, I'm definitely. In. I, know I will be a season ticket holder. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should be one anyway. But there will be plenty of. Uh, scotch I had season you. tickets, and then I. But then you what? Then I did. I wasn't a season ticket holder. Why? It's a long story. Uh, really? Not for the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Waddle's World is coming up. We'll continue to take your phone calls. A lot of people wanted to weigh in on the stadium. we got to get to Cubs and Sox. We've got Robert Mays coming up as well. Busy day today on Waddle and Sylvie. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Oh yeah, welcome in. It's where you want to be. Waddle's World is brought to you by our friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us member FDIC. Bears will be in Indianapolis tomorrow to take on, uh, well, take on, but they'll be practicing with the Indianapolis Colts. I think tomorrow night, 5 or 6 o'clock is when they start practice, and they'll do that again on Thursday. And then they'll play uh, their preseason game down there on Saturday night. Uh, the Colts just named earlier today rookie Anthony Richardson as their starting quarterback. He is QB1. Uh, I know Garner Minshew was on their roster, and there were some that believed, including myself, that he probably would be their starter, Garner Minshew, and then that Anthony Richardson would at some point take over. But uh, Anthony Richardson under center to start the season. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, Not a lot bit of experience, of but they're going to let him. They're going to let him learn. Let him, yeah. I got a feeling that that team's a little disconnected right now. Oh, yeah. Not a little disconnected, a but well, look, you got they, a rookie head coach. 
You got a, a you running in, back. You believe in him more than you did with Jeff Saturday, don't you? I do, yes. He knows offensive I football. I do. I would think based on Anthony Richardson being a rookie and a guy with ridiculous skill, but he's only played 13 games, I believe, of college football. Um, Frank Reich was a good coach. He's he, going to show you that in Carolina, too. Yes. Like, that that was their first mistake of everything. My concern with them in Carolina is that they may not be able to protect that kid. But I don't... I, well, I think well, Frank, Frank Reich will be more attuned to, we're to that con- situation. We're not We're not concerned about that, though, are we? Well, that's true, but we're, I mean we're rooting for, for that. Correct. We're but hope, I mean... We're hoping for I that. I mean, just speaking as an NFL fan or not as a, as a Bears fan... But uh, you would think a team like the Colts would find a way to get their quarter or their running back situation rectified, knowing that Anthony Richardson could use Jonathan Taylor Isn't in he his backfield. Back? He's there, but I don't know how how happy he is and how on the same page they will be. Oh, they just seem to be a disjointed franchise at the moment. Richardson seven to twelve for sixty seven yards and an interception in one quarter of play against Buffalo in week one of the preseason. So how do you, you know, it's interesting. How do you make a running back who's unhappy happy because you don't want to overpay them? I know. I don't know. I I mean, listen, my point is, is like you have a different situation in other places. Like if you are Jonathan Taylor, like we've had this conversation, are you more apt to be more protective of yourself? Are you more apt to not, you know, Put yourself in harm's way the way that all running backs will on a given Sunday. Right. And there is a, a, when you have a rookie quarterback like Anthony Richardson, who doesn't have a lot of even collegiate experience, you would think his best friend is an accomplished running back. And if that accomplished running back is looking after himself because he's not happy with his contractual situation, again, I think it just amplifies the disconnect that may exist in Indianapolis. And everyone, which is their problem. Don't and if get me they wrong, stink, but. everyone plays banged up, but if they stink, when is banged up injured for him? You know what I mean? That's my point. Like, hey, it's time to... I'm, 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 yeah, I can't go. <laughs> I can't go. Look. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Jets have activated running back Brees Hall after they've already added Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's contract was pretty reasonable too, wasn't it? Was it seven million? What's seven million dollars? Eight million? Eight point six. Well, he, How about I think that? that if with some would... incentives, right? He's got eight incentives. Yeah. Yeah. Seven million dollar base and one point six million in incentives. He's twenty eight years of age. If you are, I guess you. I mean, the 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 Lions couldn't have done that because when the Lions signed right. David Montgomery, I believe that Dalvin Cook was still a Viking. Yeah, correct. But if you could go back in time and do it. Yeah, that's what we were. We were talking about that in the car yesterday. Why would you not have? I mean, listen, again, with the benefit of of hindsight, do you think that the, I don't know. I mean, the Lions do some strange stuff when it comes to running backs. But do you think that the Lions regret what they did signing David Montgomery? Now knowing that Dalvin I don't know Cook was going to be about it. I don't, I don't know if the Lions regret it, but. I think they will regret it. Yes. They let Jamal Williams go for. Less money. He's the guy who was loved, beloved in that yeah. in that locker. Room. Well, you saw that some of that on Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks last yeah. year. And honestly, then they go and draft Jameer Gibbs with the twelfth overall pick. You know, you'd think they're going to want to get him the ball. Yeah, that's an odd situation they have going there as well. Brees Hall, by the way, if you remember, you probably do for obvious uh, fantasy reasons, Meller. 
he had gotten off to a a unbelievable start. He was we, he was basically the the front runner for rookie of the year before he got hurt. Correct. And then his teammate Garrett Wilson yeah. won it be, at the offensive rookie of the year because he did get hurt and had that ACL injury. Yeah. Yeah. It makes uh, fantasy football kind of a mess in the Jets' back. It, it is crazy, isn't it? Uh, Pat McAfee says he's he's upset by NFL Films crediting Colin Coward with the Aaron Rodgers Jets story. And wanted to know whether or not that the uh, is Colin paying you guys. Because I believe on Hard Knocks, wasn't it when Aaron Rodgers is now a Jet, they basically inferred that Colin had the story first when it was announced. And actually, it was a McAfee story. So McAfee's not happy about Episode it. two tonight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Hard Knocks. I actually enjoyed it. I, I didn't, yeah. uh, you know, I, I well, there was a lull last Maybe last year was. I was, liked last year. Last two year years was a bad. Two maybe. years ago was not not was that all the that Cowboys. Great. Cowboys were okay. Two years ago, yeah. Last yeah. year was the Lions. And then what? Three years ago was the Gruden knock on wood stuff. Wasn't that the Vegas I Raiders? Think so. I think so. But that that had some good stuff there too. Wasn't that the drama with um, Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown at the beginning. By the way, did you see this Marcus Stroman story? No. Uh, per the Cubs, Marcus Stroman his experiences from Matty Lee. Per the Cubs, Marcus Stroman is experiencing right rib discomfort. He'll be evaluated but won't start tomorrow as previously oh, okay. planned. Interesting. So who will get the start instead of him? I think Javier Assad was originally on the uh, probables. He's actually stepped in and done quite well. Yeah. He, I mean, I think his two-spot starts, he's gotten some nice run support. But, uh, but yeah, I would think that you were hoping that... Stroman was going to come back and be more the Marcus Stroman of the first half of the season versus what you saw prior to him going on the shelf for a couple of starts. It's not good after you you're, you've been on the IL and then you come back and now you have right you have rib discomfort, yeah, which is different than what he was on the injured list for, which was a hit. And he got didn't he get? I believe he got a cortisone shot for that. Yes, right? he did. By the way, uh, this won't surprise you. Television now accounts for less than half of U.S. viewing time for the first time. Like, so streaming has taken over uh, more of, of, of your, your TV, well, that's TV what, viewing experience. That, that's, that's really how I do it. Like, it, whenever I'm looking for a show now, I go all to the streaming services. I mean, I don't even know really what's on television unless it's an HBO show. I'm trying to even think what television, actual, quote, TV show I watch. I think for me at this point, it's it's basically just sports, sports events. Yes. Because I, the last several things I watched, I watched the first episode of Billions Season 7. You're going to take it or leave it. I'll watch it to the end. Uh, that's streaming. You're going down with the. I'm going to go. I'm going to watch the billion it. ship. Uh, but but Axe is back, so that's the only reason I went back. How to was it. he in the first uh, in the first episode? Very small piece of the uh, the uh, episode, uh, the but bubble. it's the only reason why I'm I'm going to I'm going to watch it. So is he not really back? And they're just oh, teasing. No, he's back. no, he's back. But uh, yeah, he he his his he was only in like the last five minutes of the episode. Is the wife still on it? Uh, the ex-wife. His ex-wife no. or Chuck's ex-wife? Chuck's. Oh, yeah. She's still in. She's still in. Yeah. Do you have something? Is, is that? No, but what it, like, that got a little bit weird. It was very weird. You didn't, with I, what, didn't see a, I didn't see any episode of it, season six. Neither did I. I didn't see a se- well, single episode. Before, when, when Axe left with what was going on with her and Axe 
and then her and the artist. Yes, and remember, her and Chuck. I didn't like. I didn't like too much. Bobby Axelrod and basically Damian Lewis left because his wife passed away in real life. Right. She was one of the actresses in Peaky Blinders. Yes, she was. So obviously he, he lost away his wife. Cancer. I believe. Yes. Uh, so, so he so, stepped away, and now he's he's back in the season final season. So you were out on season six, but you jumped right back in for yeah. season seven? Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. But I wanted to see, like, the whole season six was, was I think, focused on one of the other characters. So without Bobby Axelrod, I wasn't interested. So I'm, I'll see. I'll watch it just to see the conclusion. I, I think Cap has, like, an email on Axe. Like, something to do with billions. I think there's, like, an email or a Twitter handle where Cap has based on Billions. Really? I think so. I did not know that. Uh, but I, I gave it a shot. But the other the other show I was watching is called Lioness, and that's a streaming show as well. I don't like there's not a there's not a network television series that I will watch right now. The only we, thing I'm watching is it's going to be my what to watch for. We started that telemarketer show on HBO right after uh, the Lakers show. Okay, it's on HBO. Well, I and saw it's a the, documentary yeah. on the telemarketers. It's, Pretty interesting. Have you ever gotten a call from the uh, Fraternal Order of Police asking you for money? Absolutely. For the, that's what yeah. this is about. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole scam. Give money one time. Well, it's like the Fraternal Order of Police once said, we raise $125,000 for our, our fundraising. And so this company, which is a telemarketing company, said, here's a check for $300,000. You don't have to fundraise for yourself. Here's a check for three hundred grand. We'll do it for you. Well, no. Here's your check. Now we're going to call and we're going to say we're the Fraternal Order of Police, and because they get they to keep, it, and then they get to keep everything because they do it better. They know how to. Do you know what I mean? So instead of the Fraternal Order of Police raising one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, they were given a check for three hundred grand in exchange for the telemarketing crew get to call saying that they're the fraternal yeah, order police and they get awful. to keep they, everything they've that's sourced awful. out the fundraising just yes. the way yes the city of chicago how many years ago the parking right. exactly right. when is that does that run out at some point no or is that a lifetime i think it was a 50-year deal i think oh that's crazy uh suburban detroit woman says she found a live frog in her spinach container have you ever found anything like in the food that you purchased at the uh, the grocery store? I don't bugs? Maybe in salad? So. Maybe a, a, a worm in some of your fruits? Nothing? Nothing Not actionable? I, no, I don't think so. Really? What would you do if you found a live frog in a container of spinach? Raise it. You'd raise the frog. I would raise the frog. Really? Yes. Wouldn't you? Would you not go back and get your money? <laughs> your, your money? You would just... Would you? I mean, like... No, I'm not going to raise it. I'd turn it. What do you mean by raise it? I would turn, let it loose and let it live free. It's... Well, I mean, would you go back and return it and just get your monies back? Or would you raise hell? And and you could get more than just your monies back. I mean, shouldn't you get like a $1,000 gift card? What, what, What would you hold out for? Yeah, that's a good question. Threatening them with some sort of legal action. I mean, it's not like you took a bite out. I mean, no. I, what is what is a fair settlement? Just going back to the grocery store, and there's a frog in your salad. How about uh, the next couple of trips in your your groceries are free up to a certain amount? 
like you have to turn it into like a like a game of supermarket sweep. But see, you're running around throwing here's, big here's, carts here's of meats. Cart, a cart full of groceries. Here's the problem, and you though. can get it just as long as you fill it up. How do you prove that you didn't put the frog into the spinach sure container? Well, that's a sick individual. Someone it's who would like not to- like there aren't a lot of sick individuals out there. Like I think that's more common than. Do you know how many people are pulling scams? You think the telemarketers are the only ones that are doing this? True. You don't think that other people are doing the old, hey, I found a worm in my salad scam? And what's the threshold for the store manager to be like, all right, get out. Just take twenty-five dollar gift card and get get out. out. Or we'll prosecute you. Dollar gift card. Oh, there's you know there's a number where they're. Oh, yeah. there's you're instant. walking out if they offer you a twenty five dollar gift you, card. Then you tell Honestly, them you know what. Then bring your lawyer. Our lawyer's going to be able to handle your lawyer. I just walk in and just just exchange it out. Give me the actual. I think you know you what. Know? I, no, I, I, you're just looking for another salad from the same a frog free spinach container. Yes, I mean I, I don't think it was their fault. No one did it intentionally. How do you know there's not something else in that salad? It came from the same. Uh, I like the cut of your jib. I, right, I think like, that you're doing the right thing there. I, trying, I mean, yeah, I don't think they intentionally tried more. to feed you a frog. You've got to get something. Is a goodwill gesture, probably so. Are- but then they then they keep your name and 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 your photo in the uh, in their whatever, so they make sure when you come in the wait, next wait, time and is, there's a lit- uh, this, lizard in your uh, in your milk. This you, is the TSA. They're not putting they, you on the don't fly list. Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't think that they don't have uh, they don't have uh, you they don't have book, cameras? The black book for of supermarkets. Course. Yes, of course they do. If I'm going to give you something for free, you know what? You just made the list. You just made the list for free stuff. All right. We come back. I've got some other nonsense for you. Maybe you do it this time. You want some uh, You want some tickets to uh, Football Fest? Uh, what number are we taking? We're taking number nine. That's uh, Jaquan Brisker's yes, number. Right. It's not, uh, it's not Gordon. Gordon's number six. Gordon's number six. Okay. I think we were supposed to do Caller 6, and I just screwed up the name. No, but no. Let's, let's do, do nine. nine. What's the difference? We're doing Brisker. Yeah. We're doing Caller 9. 312-332-3776. Don't forget, you can still buy your tickets if you don't win at uh, hardrockcasinonortherninindiana.com or Ticketmaster. It's August 27th. Make sure you can go. Don't just call in to win stuff and then not show up. Ten bucks, right? Is it yeah. ten bucks? Barstool Big Cat uh, will be there. Adam Schefter, Field Yates, who's on TV like all day today. Um, Joniak and Thayer and J-Mac, they'll be there. All of your favorites from ESPN 1000. It's going to be a great day of football. It's a festival of football. It's football fest. 332-3776. What do we got coming up next? Uh, Some nonsense. Okay. It's nonsense. And then Robert Mays at four. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I was very disappointed yesterday in Jeff Joniak from the following perspective. He was not willing to answer you what your would you rather question about it was the a good one. Yeah. It was a very good one. Uh, that was the only thing I didn't enjoy about our time with Tom and Jeff because our time with Tom and Jeff is always special time. It's I love about being the, with them. The spider that if you... you, you so you answer, I mean, this is pretty simple, isn't it? I, I told you about the spider capable of causing a permanent erection when it bites you. Is that a, uh, it's called the Brazilian Wandering Spider. And they found it in a, a supermarket in Vienna. 
And a bizarre side effect of the spider's bite is its ability to cause painful hours-long erections. The Bluetooth spider. It's Yeah, no, so I mean, Sylvie then asked, would you rather be bitten by a spider that... Is that well, you, you take it from there. It yeah, was your question. Well, like, what would you rather have as the, the bad side effect? The spider that bites you and you have a permanent erection, or you never get an erection? From the, I'll because take of the, the spider, spider that bites you and, and gives you a nonstop erection versus the other. Like, it would be terrible to live through life either way. But to never get one again would would seem to be a very, very bad life to live. I agree with you. I thought it was but an I easy mean, question. Mel, life, would you prefer the other, the other side of the would you rather... Feel like you got to uh, the just never, buy bigger pants. The never-ending erection. You got to get like a belt, something, a strong, a strong belt for your. Waist. I think you, yeah, you may be able I to. Feel, I think so is it easier to a, a, address adjust. it medically? I'm not talking about a belt. You got to be uncomfortable at certain point. I mean, oh, yeah. of course, because yeah. what you live, what ninety-nine percent of your life like, without hey, one. Hey, how about this? Cross sports off the list. Not going to be playing a whole lot of sports. Oh, I mean, look, you don't need a baseball bat. I, I would advise people not to hit a Major League Baseball with your dog. I'm not sure who said it. It's yeah, a little, maybe a little saying. wiffle ball. Okay. I'm, yeah, either. Even I would advise people dong, not to hit a wiffle ball with your dog. I just would not. I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, it's not By like the way, it's going away, though. How <laughs> says uh, the argument about get, uh, holding out for a lot of money at the grocery store if, in fact, you found a live frog in your in your spinach? She says it's, it's a ludicrous argument. The store will tell you to pound sand or give you an exchange in a small gift card they didn't package the salad you go yell at the producer of the package you're arguing that i should come after you because the white Sox suck i saw that i didn't know if that was an apples to apples comparison but i would think it would be great because the white Sox suck that uh, he would come here and give us hell it's not our fault but anyway here's another story for you uh, for months, this is kind of creepy. A Texas woman's ex-boyfriend spread intimate images of her across various corners of the Internet. She claimed in a lawsuit filed against him last year that that was the case. He created a website, a publicly accessible Dropbox folder, and fake social media profiles to disseminate the explicit photos the lawsuit alleges. This is in a, a revenge porn story. It's okay? not good. The man obtained some of the images by accessing security cameras in the woman's home. Her attorneys told the Washington Post. He also shared the images by email and on a pornography website, according to the lawsuit. You will spend the rest of your life trying and failing to wipe yourself off the Internet, the man allegedly said to a, uh, to the woman in an email. Happy hunting. What a what a total jack. This is a terrible story. Okay, but wait, there's the woman who was referred to only as Jane Doe in court docs sued her ex-boyfriend in the Texas county she lived in. The defendant who was successfully served did not respond to court summons, hire an attorney, or appear to represent himself even as the year-long court case moved towards trial. His absence did not prevent a jury from ruling against him this past Wednesday, last Wednesday. It recommended he pay $1.2 billion. Wow. For damages. And hire some than the woman's attorneys had requested and one that they said is unlikely to be recouped. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a 1.2? Uh, first of all, it's a horrible story. Horrible. And that guy should be uh, sent yeah. to jail. Put to, yeah. But $1.2 billion penalty. That's crazy. And he never showed up? Never and... showed up for anything. Mm. 
Never. That's some story, though. That is. Wow. That's awful. All right. That's the uh, the end of the nonsense. Way to take us out of yeah. Well, you know, I mean, geez. listen, it's Waddle's world. Some days I'll pick you up, other days I'll knock you down. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we will talk to Robert Mays. Uh, what does he make of uh, the first of Bears preseason performance? The field's debate about too short of passes. Uh, what has he seen around the National Football League? And what does his grandma think about the Bears quarterbacks? I have read this on Twitter, and it was quite entertaining. We'll talk to one of our favorites. Robert Mays joins us next.